don't worry. Be happy. What is freaking up? My name is Eve. My name is Sarah. And we are Burnt Out Perfectionist, as I have to enunciate greatly because last time I did this, it was that we happened to have um, if you heard our last episode, which um we just recorded, um, so if our voices sound a little phlegmy, you know why. Yeah, but I didn't cry. Head back to me. Woo! Uh, we discussed the topic about grief, more specifically about our dead dad, because we are a part of the Dead Dad Club. Woo woo! We might make jackets. Oh my god, I would love to have a jacket that's a Dead Dad Club. Yo, like a varsity jacket with like leather. Stuff. I was thinking like embroidered crew neck. Oh, of course you're thinking embroidered critic, and I'm thinking like varsity cute, like I'm a hot person. Yeah, I know. Um, so with the last episode, we dove in kind of the experience of actually losing him, like the day of and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and now we thought we would discuss kind of how we've adjusted mm-hmm. because it's been it's been just over two years, correct? Um, and how like our lives have changed and stuff like that, and so and like without like. The reminders of our dad dying. Yeah. Like, we don't cry when we say his name. No. Also, we never really say his name. It was just dead. I know. I'm not actually, walking around being like, I, Dave. Actually, I don't even, like, really say... His, I never called him dad. I called him pops. You called him everything but dad most of the time. But there, it was always something different. I'll be like, I'm bored of calling you that. I can call you something else now. Oh, my God. No, my father. 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 Because it sounded like farter. Hey, old fucker. Old fart. Old fart? Puppy. Butthead. Yo, old man. That was that was a pretty common one for me. Yo, old man. Yo, old man. Yeah. So, Sarah, how's your life changed since dad died? Well, oh, there's a lot less funny sayings in my life, may I say. And I'm a little bit down on not knowing all the up-and-coming rock bands. <laughs> hey, I've, got, I've been pretty good at keeping up track. Oh, yeah. Um... Well, there, there's a lot of things, right? Like, I'm dealing with the additional things as I spoke about in the other thing. It's like, every once in a while, my kid will be like, oh, remember when I did this with Papa? And I'm like, yeah. And we'll talk about it. And I make sure I stay, like, super positive. Because I want her, for those four years of her life where she saw him almost every single day um, for the last couple of years, that she knew like, who he was and the jokes that he made and, like, the person that he was and stuff like that, right? Yeah. But I don't just, like, sit there and dwell on the fact that, like, dad died. Like, he would, A, be so fucking annoyed. Like, if he could show up, he'd be like, what are you doing with your life? Um, We're not really, like, death anniversary people. We're more, like, we understand when the day is. We know when the day is. But there, we don't like, we're not really like the, let's do a barbecue, whatever. Sometimes we'll just like buy food because we're, it depending on whose mental state is what. Usually it's just one. <laughs> um, Food will be purchased instead. Sometimes we have it together. Sometimes we have it apart. There's only been two. I think we did one together and one apart. I still have like a mini tradition. So I make chocolate cupcakes. Yeah. Well, I made a chocolate cake and then... For some reason, I made a chocolate cake the first anniversary, and then everybody came over and started eating it, and I was like, okay, this was just for me, but thanks. <laughs> I couldn't have eaten chocolate cake, but you make the best bakery items. That's so good. Yeah. But other than that, like, how, like, have you felt that, because you went, you came to dad for a lot of things, like. Oh, yeah, I came to dad for a ton of things. 
Did it make me a little bit more independent? Yes, I think when it came to stuff or I would think back to like other situations and be like, okay, if that was the advice during said situation, maybe it would be blah, 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 blah. I feel like um, I put up with a lot less shit than what I kind of used to. I would be a little bit more like, okay, well, maybe I'll do this and blah, 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 blah. And now I'm like, I don't really fucking care. I'll just look at someone and be like, I don't like that. Or I'll just avoid it altogether, which could be healthy, could not be healthy. I don't really fucking care. And um, it's it's kind of like guiding that or like keeping those like parenting things that him and mom did. Mm-hmm. And like remembering that like when I'm with my kids, so I'm not like, I don't know. I, I mean, in certain aspects, I am a helicopter mom when it comes to like the playground and stuff. That's just like safety in general. I'm very safety conscious because of dad. But um, I said this before and like I want to make sure like everybody, again, I'm going to state in this episode, everybody grows in their own way. We may be doing it differently. If this obsessor triggers you in any way or if you are triggered when speaking about grief, you may not want to further listen as we do have a totally different perspective. Ergo, I'm going to say the next thing is our dad was sick for a really long time. And he and it wasn't just the hard stuff, but all the other stuff. There was almost like a certain as much as I do miss him and wish he was here. There was a certain heaviness that was almost removed. Either that was like like mentally, physically, like the the chronic worry. Yeah. Like um, I mentioned previously, unless editing Sarah took it out, but anytime. I was coming to the house and I saw an ambulance and the streets on an ambulance run. So that's where like it's while they're waiting to get a call or something, they drive within the area. I would see it and my brain would be like, don't turn, don't turn, don't turn onto their street. Um, Anytime I got a text or a phone call, I would be worried. Anytime I got, um, especially if it was like a FaceTime, I was like, who died? There was just like all of those aspects of things where I would be like paranoid. I still hate answering my phone. That's that's a totally different other it's thing. It's so though. bad to the fact that I turned her read receipts on for our conversation because I was like, bitch, are you just not looking at it? Are you looking at it and forgetting to text me? I either look at them and forget to text them or I look at them and go, hmm, nice. And then I like don't respond to like, anything. I know that she actually saw us. Yeah, exactly. But there, there's that certain like, okay, well, I make food for myself (laughs) i'm sitting there and i would make food for myself and i would be like oh okay like do you want anything else like i i obviously i assist with like making stuff for like our brother and everything too just like eve does and um he he would like forget or maybe not feel the best i'd be like hey like what do you want me to make you or i would see something at the store and go to grab something from i think that's the one thing that sometimes gets me as like you guys are hopefully this makes everybody laugh every single time a fucking tarp goes on sale Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god, I should buy those. Because our dad would always buy tarps because they're useful for so many different things. I think the, the your biggest trigger was, especially in the first couple of months, was the sound of a diesel truck. Um, A sound of a diesel truck or any vehicle that looked very similar or his work truck. Because obviously the company had to replace and continue doing the things. No, yeah, it actually shut down though. I know it did eventually shut down, but they did have people who came through. So you would see people and you'd be like, oh, oh. So it'd be like um, a very similar truck to his. It would be um, a certain way somebody laughed. I, at the beginning, it was like anybody who wore a Hawaiian shirt was like, oh my God. His, um, he wore 
that those were his favorite things in the entire world. Um, and I can't really think of a song that would instantly make me cry. I'm trying to think of one right now. Oh, um, no, the one. So there's two. Yeah. Um, Ed Sheeran's one. You would listen to it. Oh my God, what was it? Oh my God. Market Flowers? I can't remember. Oh, there was like, oh no, Happier. Happier made you cry. And then um, last year when Dean Lewis came out with, um, oh no, vis- how do I say goodbye? Fucking Visiting Hours. That's what it was. Fucking Visiting Hours. Ed Sheeran, do you like to take my soul and just shove it into my butthole or whatever the fuck? Like, there's a specific lyric. So like at the end, if you haven't listened to the song, it was like, um, it's basically him. I think it's talking to his grandma. I don't know if he's lost anybody. He's talking. It's either his grandma or his grandpa. So he says at the end, like, I wish that I wish that heaven had visiting hours. Yes. Um, and then at the end of the song, it says, um, I wish that heaven could have visiting hours. And I would ask them if I could take you home. Yes. And it was like that song, that point hit. And all you would hear from Sarah. <laughs> okay. So this leads back to how you grieve differently in your life and stuff like that so i have said this ever so this is the weird you know those like weird connection things that happen in the world when i was a kid like obviously i watched our mom's father pass away Mm -hmm. and i was very young and then um and then i ended up watching like our dad's father pass away and i was super close with him we were like best friends we did everything together we had the we had our favorite our favorite colors were the same. Like, we did all of this stuff. He loved candy just as much as I did. Yes, he got diabetes in the end. What a surprise. But, like, he was, as much as he was a business person, he was, like, a big kid. And he always wanted to have fun. Even if he wasn't the most flexible person, he would still take me to the playground. Or we would go do car washes. Or he would pick me up from school when I was sick. Like, there was those aspects of things. And it was hearing that and everything i remember being like man wouldn't it be cool which also prefaced i'm completely fucking obsessed with halloween and i was learning about like the concept this was like a couple years after our mom's dad died i was at some like vacation bible school or something and we were learning about like they called it all saints day or something i'm totally gonna screw this up but like the original name and it was like the idea was and it's very similar in um like a lot of like latin culture where it's like they come back to visit you you don't see them but they oh. come back to visit you so it's like day of the dead it's very Dias de los muertos. yeah so it's like very parallel very similar and i was like wouldn't it be cool that if every halloween one not everybody because in our case that would be stuff for people but if like they could just show up for 24 hours and hang out with us and then they could go and then I was like, I always had this. I would like state stuff like this all the time. And then that fucking song came out. And I was like, oh my God. I do wish that I had visiting hours. And Ed Sheeran's voice makes me happy and makes me cry like a giant fucking baby. Well, and then about a year later, the song from Dean Lewis came out. Yeah. And it literally says like, how can I say goodbye to someone who's been with me my whole damn life? Yeah. You gave me my name and the color of my eyes. And so, like, I just remember playing in the background and I was like. I know. You looked at me. I found like a. I found like a. Statistically. Statistically. Wow. I thought that a big thing for me was that it's not that I had 
emotions, but it was that I was trying, like, I felt guilty that I didn't have them. Yes. Which also, so when, a couple months after dad died, we were looking up if we were grieving properly. Oh, yeah, we Googled it because I was like, well, I'm a little bit different than you, but you're a little bit different. The other one seems, like, really upset. Um, People on the autism spectrum fucking register things totally different. So that's that's totally fine. Like, it's very much like, a, okay, it's done. Moving on. Like, and then every once in a while, they'll have, like, a moment. So they're watching something like a Marvel movie and you watch Iron Man pass away. Like, that connection is made. <laughs> but... um. Yeah, we were both like, um, are we, are we doing this right? <laughs> if that doesn't show, like, our perfectionism, like, are we grieving properly? <laughs> oh my god, let's do a deep dive rabbit hole on are we grieving? Oh my god, we got, like, Enneagram grieving, we got something like that. Plus, we had other people telling us that, like, we weren't registering it or we weren't, like, it was It'll weird. No, 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 it'll hit you one day. Or What? <laughs> It'll hit me one day. Fish, I'm upset right now. So, yeah. So, like, do you feel like you said that you're, like, feel more independent? Yeah. And stuff like that. Like, like, do you, like, if dad was here. Yeah. Do you feel like your life would be any different? Um, I might feel less bad about, like, taking vacation time. Because I'm being the support worker for our brother. Um, no, he was always just, like, the... The first time I had the voluntary departure program at the communication company and I was offered it. Obviously, I spoke to my husband first, but I had already made my decision. That is what I do. I make my own decision. And I tell people what I did. And if you want to tell me something different, I'll probably tell you to go fuck yourself or just ignore you. Um, unless it's me. Yeah. Unless you're like, yo, hold up. You need to take at least 24 hours if you have it. Like, take a breath. I, But that's the whole thing. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I remember calling our dad and he's like oh this is fucking great like what a fantastic opportunity like i'm so excited for you like what are your plans hint hint because i lived in a different city like are you Mm -hmm. back i'm like yeah um a can't afford even if i had a job could barely afford living there with a kid and be like yeah i would love her to live in like a smaller area that doesn't have millions of people i would like that kind of as close to 90s kid feeling as you can get obviously the world is very different there's a lot of creeps but whatever and i'm like yeah so like here stuff like that and i think that's like the whole thing is it's just like i lost my train of thought i was like i saw your brain just go yeah clicky clicky worky worky like you don't like you know when people are like, oh, well, if I did this, maybe things would have been different. If No, I don't have any regrets. I couldn't have changed anything. I was not a medical professional. Um, No matter what, he would have driven me to work that day. Yeah. Um, I didn't even think of that aspect of it. Um, I already renounced and said fuck you to the people who did it to us. I love uh, preface. It was not me. No, I mean, like, <laughs> so it's like I'm not a medical professional. I couldn't have prevented anything. Um, I did my best. I did my due diligence. I did everything I did. I made sure I gave him a hug mm-hmm. every single time before I went. And I think that was the whole thing is I was always like, fuck oh, you. Fuck you, Ease. Yes. Um, no, but I always made sure that like I did certain things in case something happened. Fuck you. Broken. Yeah. Um, well, well, Sarah's kind of registering life right now. Uh, a bit of a debrief is like, after dad died i feel like 
the aspects of him that I would like ask things for, he was always like, don't be a wuss, like you got this type thing. And I remember just being like the year prior was um, I remember going to mom and I was like, hey, I think something's wrong with me. I think I need to go to the doctor. And then um, obviously dad died and stuff like that. And I was waiting for that to process. And so about a year later, I was like, no, like, I think I actually need to go to the doctor. And that's when I was diagnosed with ADHD. Um, And for me, too, I was like, oh, my God, there's something wrong with me. I don't have these emotions because obviously Sarah had emotions like to an extent. But I was just like, I feel like I was very one end of the spectrum. And so I stumbled across of, across, yeah, I know. I stumbled onto this um, TikTok video of this older man, and I can't find it anymore. He might have removed it. And he was talking about ADHD, grief, and guilt. And he was like, every time I lost someone, it was always like, why aren't you feeling this? There's something wrong with you. And he goes, no, it's actually a thing. So I could like look at my family and be like, hey, this is what's going on. But on the flip side of that, I feel like, as much as I wish he was here, I also feel like I don't have any, like, negative aspects of it. Like, yeah, I knew it was going to happen sometimes, sometime in my life. Yeah, it's sh- obviously shitty, but I've also been able to do a lot of things outside of that. What? Have face. Like, I, like, instead of going to him for it and been, like, depending on his answer for things when yeah. he's younger, I instead could be, like, no, like, I can do this type thing. That aspect of me, like, clicked on after he died. The one, the, like, couple things, like, I feel like after he died, obviously, I helped, I was trying to help a lot of people in our family and stuff like that with the processing. Um, But I feel like I took more of the role on of, like, helper and, like, trying to fix everything. Yeah. So then that obviously led into, like, burnt out. <laughs> but even, like, I after he died I had the opportunity to learn how to do a lot more things for myself like the pool or like building stuff like I was always building stuff with dad anyway but like if I couldn't do it I would just be like <laughs> type thing and but now I'm like oh fuck like I actually have to do it yeah there was um I I know a big thing for me is I was like okay fuck this shit like I'm gonna go get a full blood panel of every single thing so that way I can get checked for all of the things that was a big thing after is I was like okay oh like we signed up for a gym membership which we actually go to the gym twice a week but like I I feel like in a way ever since dad died our relationship has changed a lot really yeah wait let me open the box. Okay. <laughs> um. So prior to, and this might have also been age as well. Yeah. Is because you were a mom, obviously there was a lot of things that like, I was like, I don't know, like, I don't, like the struggles that you would have of like being a mom or stuff like that oh, as yeah. being an adult. I couldn't comprehend it because I, I was like, oh God, just talk to mom or dad. I don't fucking know. Yeah. And like younger, we would, we would always hang out and stuff. But like now I feel like, our relationship is more like it's not codependent but it's like if anything there's an issue it's like we usually talk to each other first and then expand oh yeah like we've made we we've decided like okay we'll we'll talk to each other about this like if i need an extra person to bounce this off of we're similar but not 100 percent the same and yeah. have different perspectives when it comes to something like this 
By the way, I'd also like to preface that when you were like, oh, and then I was like, like before I cried. Yeah. Um, there's the visiting hours by Ed Sheeran. I'm looping back for like two seconds. Yeah. The fucking line that broke my soul or the the like verse is I wish the heaven had visiting hours so I could just show up and bring the news that she's getting older. And I wish that you met her, even though he had already like met, met Charlie, yeah. stuff like that. But it says the things that she'll learn from me. I got them all from you. That is the first fucking verse of this song. And I immediately was like, because I already knew the concept of the song. Yeah. Oh, the other song that made me cry was that fucking ghost song from Bieber. Don't That's an audience where I'm talking with the ghost. Yeah. I feel like, too, like, you're able to reflect on those more and more of those songs. Yeah. But, like, I no, I feel like it's it's changed a bit in the sense that, like, we, like, and we've talked about this in the past is, like, I would just randomly learn how to do things. Yeah. And sometimes it would frustrate my siblings because it'd be like, how the fuck could you do that? But, like, now... It frustrate me. I was just always inspired. Like, Jesus, fuck. How do I figure this out to do the same thing? But now it's like, oh, we'll learn how to do these together. Or, like, we know... Like, we've learned a lot now of, like, this is the time to pass it on. Yeah. Versus, like, I feel like before Dad, it was like, no, I need to fucking figure out how this is. Also, um, we both learned very quickly that we are not attached to materialistic items. Yeah, that's a good thing. Like, when people die, I don't know where people keep all the stuff. Um, It's amazing. Like, there is mental clutter that comes up with someone passing away. There's actual clutter. And I'm saying clutter, like, just, like, stuff that they had everywhere. And everybody, everybody's at a different stage of everything. So, like, you're like, fuck, I just want to get all this out of a room. The way somebody else is dealing with the process. So, you kind of have to, like, factor that in. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, there was like a lot of, I feel like cleansing that happened. Like I remember I went through and I just like got rid of a ton of like random shit because they were like, what if things? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what if happened in my brain mm-hmm. when he passed? Oh, what if happened? Then move the fuck on. Um, This doesn't. And he'd always be like, well, why are you wearing that if you're a little uncomfortable? Because it's cool. Because it's trying to whatever. And he'd be like, don't fucking wear that if you don't like it or if you're uncomfortable. Why are you going to live your life being uncomfortable? Um, this is also another great time to say that, um, Apple has come out with a legacy account. Oh, yes, actually. Uh, Which is basically where you put one of your contacts as, so that when you die, if they don't have your password to, like, any of your devices, you can go to Apple and they can unlock it for you. Without having to produce a will and testament, without having to produce a court order. Yeah. So this is a great thing, is, like, making sure that you prepare yourself. So, fun fact, our dad's will was typed on a typewriter from yeah. 1995. I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. So, Eve and our younger sibling weren't even mentioned in it. No, it just said, um, and Sarah and our sister. Yeah. Um, and any additional children. And any additional children. And there was people listed that were within it, mm-hmm. which oh, there's always backups and stuff like that, but Two of those people weren't even alive anymore. So, yeah, this is the whole thing is like, no matter how old it is, even if there is stuff that is still binding unless you choose to update it. So it's you're never too young to have a will, (laughs) to be totally honest, even if it's not an official one. No, not even if it's like any technically it's like you 
you could have ones that are notarized, but technically if you have it written out and that was your last thing that you stated and your signature or whatever's on it or whatever, they take that as like, okay, that's what you want. Well, and I think a lot of people too, like the fear of death. Yeah. I feel like after dad died, it was very much like, okay, like I need to get everything in order. Yes, I'm young, but like anything could happen. Yeah. And like, obviously you don't want it to be like, oh, all of your assets are freezed and they're like not like my family that I want to have access to them can't get to them type thing. It's very much like a transaction. (laughs) Someone passes away. Yes, you're dealing with all the emotional stuff and everything as well. But there are so many things that you have to do within a time limit that are for the government, that are for employees, everything like that. Like, And what you also need to remember is that your provincial, at least in Canada, your provincial and your federal government do not talk to each other. So you need to inform both of them. And 99% of the time, you have to inform every single fucking department they have ever spoken to, or you will still get letters to this day even after your dad has been dead for two years. Oh, yeah. But, like, I feel like that's a really good thing, too, is, like, if if you've lost someone or if you have, like, magically not been able to lose anybody. Like, I've talked to some people and they're like, oh, my great-great-grandma. And I'm like, what? I know. That's my favorite. My great-grandma's dying. Oh, my God. I'm so sad. And I'm like, I I will literally lose at people. Like, that is so sad, but I'm really sorry. I don't know how to, like, really respond to that because I didn't have great-grandparents and I lost all my grandparents by the time I was 25. And they're like, what? I'm like yeah and they're like oh and i'm like i'm I'm not like rubbing in my face like oh, i win they hit the finish line first i said to mom i was like we were putting things together um for like our our uncle had passed away and so and she was obviously getting emotional about it and i said he's known him since she was like three years old yeah and it was she was like i just feel like it's kind of like like opening up another door and i was just like this is how i think of it i'm like i don't know if it's because i'm a healthcare worker i don't know if it's just how my brain works um the things that you do after someone's dies is only for yourself i won't say selfish because people have the name of connotation but i know i yeah i know there's it's only it's only for you to process it they don't care nothing's gonna change after that and she was like okay and my other like thing that i said to her was that if you think of it i'm like if we specifically think about dad or uncle they were sick and they were struggling for so long versus I'd like to have a thing in my mind that when they die that they return back to the time that they were like the happiest and the healthiest. in pain. Yeah. And I was like that that's closure enough for me because for me I never had a healthy dad. Yeah. I never had a dad that wasn't sick, injured, could walk quickly in a grocery store. Like that's not the dad that I had. My dad always had um and I would say my dad because the version of dad that I had was was different than the version that I grew up. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, so to me, it was like he died and I was like, oh, my God, he's finally not in pain anymore. Well, and that's the big thing is like it, it's he's finally not in pain anymore. Or um, like I said, like I'm like, I don't know how else to say it, but it's like almost like a sense of like relief type of thing. Yeah. I know one thing that like went through my brain and we've talked about this before <laughs> is that we saw it as this is not the first time that he had been dead on a table. No. There had been other incidents, A, with, um, from my understanding, the cement truck thing. Um, and then there was, um, they had a really hard time bringing him back for other things. Mm-hmm. We felt like maybe he was, like, in, what it, 
obviously you believe what you believe, but he was in a room <laughs> and there was another dad standing there. Yeah. And there was him. And he goes, they're sitting there going, okay, well, only one of you can go back. Mm -hmm. And the other guy has, like, kids who are significantly younger, like, under the age of 10. Mm -hmm. And he looks back and goes, okay, so I've got one that's graduating that's going to be a healthcare worker. Mm -hmm. um, our, our brother, like, he's good. Like, he has a solid support system. Um, our other sister, okay, like, she's good. She has a solid support system. And... Our mom has has us. <laughs> she has his family. <laughs> she has her family. Like, because there were some some more of them left before he left. Um, but he looks back and said, "You know what? Like, I've had these chances so many times before. I think you should let Bob Bob go. His kids are the end of the age of ten. They need this person, and that was." I don't know if that's some people may be like that is not a healthy justification, but like that's who he was as a person. So we could see him being like, "Yeah, you've brought me back a couple times. I'm just gonna tap out mm -hmm. and allow this person to come back." It's very similar to um, it's almost like similar. Well, I guess there's that newer version of like Pinocchio where they have it where every single time he passes away, it takes longer and longer for him to go back. Have you seen that? It's on Netflix. Oh, it's actually never good. Um, but I think the, the other one that he talked to me about a couple times in the summer before was that he said, if I ever need to get surgery again, and I basically am being told that I'm coming back as, um, a person who needs an increased amount of care, who needs us all the time that like not that he's like, I don't want to be a burden on you guys. And so when you see like, all of the like paperwork basically saying like it's it's not likely mm -hmm. that he's gonna come back properly yeah i was like i could see him just being like you know what like it's gonna suck for a bit but like that'll be okay. but like i raised independent people i raised i know i know that they will be okay even though they don't know that they would be okay like our parents had been together since they were like 19 20 years old and like, our mom moved from her parents' house in with our dad when they got married. Yeah. So, like, that was the person she'd only ever lived with. And it was kind of like, okay, yeah, she's never had this independence. But, like, she's helped run all of this stuff. <laughs> and she has us. Like, we're there. Like, even though we'll be upset, like, we'll still be stable and we'll all work together as, like, a unit. Versus, like, if you're a young father... And you pass away and then the mom's left with, you know, running every single kid, doing all this stuff and everything. And mm -hmm. that's that's a lot different of a situation because also those kids are all dealing with it in a different way. And that's an unfortunate thing can happen. And th those are the folks that we see like on the news and stuff like that, too. But that's kind of the thing that almost brought like at peace to my brain of like, it's like justification. Yeah. Like he chose to leave. He lived this life. He had this many kids. He was always known as a great person. Like, everybody fucking loved him. He was hilarious. And maybe that allowed for somebody else's parent, sibling, whatever, yeah. to stay here and have further time. Like, obviously, too, like, if we were given the option, like, the genie came down and was like, what are your three wishes? Yeah. Obviously, one of them would be like, my dad back. My God, I feel like you would come back and be like, really? You wasted a whole wish on this? I thought you were fine. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> and be like, and the, no. But like, like, to me, it does not matter 
how much how much emotional energy I put into it. At the end of the day, he's still in, he's still in a dusty box. I was going to say he's dead. Like the, we, our type of humor that we have, we're we're very like blunt and like funny, where we're like moving a room around, and we have our grandfather, who is also in a box, and then we have our father, who is also in a box. And I may or may not have asked Eve to take a picture of me in which I was holding it. And I sent the photo to my husband saying, look, family reunion. Yeah. And which is also really funny because we're both allergic to dust and then we just sneezed to call my mom. Because I almost peed any other moms who with the with the, with the bladder things like, oh, no, but like, I feel like it also is assisted with like views on life and stuff like that. That life is too short because like. Obviously, we talked about doing this podcast for years. We talked about having a different business for years. But every time it was like, uh, there's other things going on. And now it's like, well, if we don't do it now, then like, what's going to happen? Well, and that was the big thing, too. Like, there there was a purpose. He would look at me and be like, well, like, do you really want to go work for another corporate company? Do you really want to do this? He'd be like, I always see you as like a business person or somebody who was just online to make somebody else happy like not that my only purpose is to not bring joy to my own life Mm -hmm. but to bring joy to like other people's lives i'm funny i'm sarcastic so was eve like why the fuck don't we and so a lot of the what ifs were taken out now we are going to factor in that there still is a mass amount of procrastination in general that happens but that happens because of executive dysfunction did i say the right thing for that hey oh my god go me um and obviously I'm wondering because like my brain was a little like mood. Um, there's that. So there'll still be a little bit of that, but there's almost more of a push, a push of less, I don't know, less waiting in a way. Like there's so many times where you kind of start to like wonder about stuff or like we come upon times where we're like, like when dad used to look at us, I don't know if he said this to the other ones, I'll be totally honest, but he would like look at me and be like, I remember when I like I turned 13 he's like so you have a choice like you can grow up and be like a very serious adult or you can be an adult and be a kid at heart Mm -hmm. okay stuff like that but he'd look at me and he'd be like well like you I'd be frustrated about something that I was trying to like learn or something I'm like I'm so frustrated and he'd be like well like you learn differently like everything like that and I was like I wish I was just like everybody else this is before I got diagnosed with ADHD this is just like frustration due to trying to like like, why can't I sit and read a book without falling asleep? Why can't I do this? Like, why? And he'd be like, don't wish to be like everybody else because you're going to lose your sparkle. Like, you're going to lose that thing that makes you so different. Like, you have something that makes you so different. I'm not saying that that thing is ADHD, but I'm saying like, maybe it's ADHD. Maybe it's ADHD. Um, but it was always just like, don't don't lose your sparkle. Don't anybody else. And I'm like, why the fuck am I listening to people oh you're doing that yeah i don't give a fuck i'm gonna do it because it's fun well and he, i'm not hurting anybody he always used to say like don't accept someone's opinion if you don't value the person yes and i feel like instead of having him tell us that it now is like no i can do that yeah or like not that like without him we now magically can do stuff by ourselves yeah but like like anything that we're doing in life it's like no i want to do that i'm gonna do it yeah and it's like oh okay like like i feel like we're very like we're not defiant people 
But like we like to do the opposite of what people say. Sometimes, yes. So if someone looks at you and goes, oh, well, why aren't you sad? And I'm like, nope. Emotions are locked in Narnia. Yeah. I'm not having that shit anymore. Um, But like I feel like the view on life too is I feel like reactions to things. Like if there's something that's like somebody's being like really stupid. I don't feel this like I don't get angry as often. I'm just like, I'm not going to waste my energy on that. I'm going to focus on something else. To me, that depends on the day. Honestly, sometimes. But, but like, I'll be, like, working on something. And if I get overwhelmed and, like, us ill, could be. Maybe it's ADHD. But I'm able to be like, you know what? No. And I don't have this constant, like, worry either. Like, our dad was very supportive. Our parents are very supportive. But to me, I was always like, am I making them feel, like, am I disappointing them? Even though... They never insinuated talk that way or did anything, but it was just like, well, am I doing Uh, like now it's like, no, like dad would be proud. I work hard. We're doing things that we want. We're happier. We're in a happier place, not because he died, but we're in a happier place and we're doing things that we like and love. Mm -hmm. And we're not worried about other people's opinions if they don't like it. If you don't like us, then stop. If you do like us, then continue. Oh, my God. That was almost very many of you. I I swear to God that man is related to us somehow. No, it has to be. I love. I love so wish. But like even like even people dying in like in general like they make it a long process, and it doesn't have to be a long process or it can't be a long process. Yeah, everybody like you don't have to Google. Are you grieving properly? Because here's a, here's a little little tidbit. Nobody grieves the same. Nobody cares to say it's just like when you choose to Google symptoms and then all of them lead to cancer. Oh my god, I have a dot on my back, it's cancer. I have this, I have cancer. And like honestly, there is like the yeah, the grass is greener on the neighbor's side, but like you can water your it grass. It actually is. Oh my god, I know. The grass like you can water your grass, you can take care of your grass, and it can be better than your neighbor's grass. Well, and that's the whole thing is like yeah, stop comparing yourself to people. That's where you're going with that, right? Well, stop comparing yourself to people and, like, for these specific situations, maybe my, like, maybe I look over and, like, this is not for our actual neighbors, but, like, maybe my neighbor has a great dad and I'm like, well, I wish my dad was still alive. But no, I don't have to wish he's already left because I sit there and I have a great time by myself who I think my dad's probably looking at, like, I just think of it as our all of our family members are sitting around Looking at that portal from like a little Nikki in their recliner. Yeah. And dad just stands up and goes, nice. fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> and then sits back down. But it's like, he knows that I like, obviously we still love him. Yeah. We'll always love him. But we, we're not like broken. We're not like, we're not this like fragile human just because something shitty happened. I also think he would be like super proud of like certain aspects of stuff like, um, Within a certain amount of hours, somebody interviewed for a job and got that job and has been working in a field that she's been talking about. Oh, I thought you were talking about you. Um, Some of us, like, within a couple hours of passing away, still drove on to then lead our life to where you are now. You did. And I think that was a big thing is it was just like, okay, well, like, the world still fucking turns. And that's what he always said. The world still turns. Um, when I pass away, just remember all the shit that I talked to you about. And, and that's kind of like the big thing is like, 
I feel like in a way he was almost like always preparing us. So that way we were like independent. And- oh no, like literally the Christmas before he died. Yeah. So he ain't fucking gifts. No, no, no. So he found out earlier in December that he had to get heart surgery again. I knew he's not making it. He got our younger brother to give us something that was like, it was like a little key ring and it said, um, a sister is a friend forever or something like that. It's something cheesy as fuck. And then got our little brother this like pocket watch. And then he got my husband a watch with a wallet that matched. And it was like, um, my husband's, he's not an alcoholic, but he's like really into like, um, different crafts, everything and like the process and stuff like that, that kind of fascinates him. So he got him that and it was just like, well, that's weird. Like, they were, like, super meaningful. And so, like, this is not saying, like, hyperfixate on your life. If someone gives you a meaningful gift, it doesn't mean that they're going to die in three No, it doesn't. But it was just, like, when we sat back, all the, it's, like, things started to link together. We are like, oh, he knew. And he'd already made the decision. Yeah. And I think the big thing, too, is that, like, it, to recognize, like, your life has to move on. Yes. Moving on doesn't mean you're forgetting them. Nope. Moving on means that. You've accepted it and you have to you have to adapt your life to without him. Well, and, and, and it's not all sunshine and rainbows. So I sent this to her cousin yesterday because I saw her and she was like, oh, God, I got to go do this thing. I'm like, I know you got to do it. And I was like, you know what? Like, I love you. This fucking sucks. Because anybody says it'll be OK. Yes, it will. But that's not what anybody wants to say. Um, This fucking sucks. But. As you know, the full healing helps like after these types of things happen, mm-hmm. after you go through the first couple of milestones. So we're talking about holidays, birthdays, stuff like that. Or like my kid going off to kindergarten. Did I think my dad was going to be probably the person who drove her the first day? Yes. But was it our lovely, amazing neighbor who's like her aunt? Yes. She stepped up and was like, I'd be happy to drive you guys to her first day because I don't drive because of that fucking car accident. Um, You've, um, I was like, you've got this now, like, you attend the convention of your dad where people are going to walk up and tell you how awesome he was and cry and all the I'm so stuff. sorry for his, your laws. Yeah, I'm like, which, like, he was the best. Like, yeah. that's what you need to remember. But you're you're still your own person. And you, it's, having your dad, having a dead dad doesn't define you, even though I feel like that's what I feel like. But, like, have you met somebody else whose dad died? Um, I, when I started working, one of my colleagues, um, mom died. Okay. From, I think it was cancer. Okay. And. Were they close? Do you mind me asking? Did you further? Like, was I close? No, like, were they close to their parent as you felt? Okay. Um, and I just remember us sitting there and it was, um, death day as I call it. And I was getting all of, like, these text messages because some people like to reach out on that day, and I don't know why. Um, it's the way that they cope. It's the way that they cope. Uh, yeah. And I just, it kept on going off. And at that time, I had updated my phone, and it had turned off that, like, thing that, like, says new message. It just has the message up. And she had walked by, and she, like, looked out and said, man, your phone's really going off. And she just went, oh. And we just both looked at each other, and we were like, dead parent club? And she was like, Yeah. She goes, yeah, it really sucks. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, like, I, like, it's one of those things that's like, I'm obviously, I'm not like, I'm proud I have a dead dad. But a big thing for me was thinking that, like, after these, like, events of, like, celebration and stuff, when you close and lock that door and you walk back upstairs and you sit on the couch, who was still there? Yeah. 
Because if you lose focus on who's there, that's who you lose the relationships with. Yes. You can't lose your relationship with a dead parent. No, because that relationship bookended. Not ended, but like bookended. It's just like, it it doesn't continue in this world. Yeah. If you believe in other worlds and stuff like that. Yeah. But like, it doesn't, it doesn't continue in this world. But the people who are sitting there, your siblings and stuff like that, that's a time for you to be like... I can be the person to you that our dad was to you. Well, or I yeah. can help you with these things or we can like those types of things. And I, I had talked to her about it and she was like, oh, okay. But it's so like, it's so like, it's like periods. People don't want to talk about it, but it still happens. I feel like sometimes it's like super relatable because you end up finding somebody who has maybe like a similar grieving process with you. Like my sister-in-law, it was very like, similar very much like oh yeah like you know like it sucks that I miss them and I have those periods but like it happened I appreciate that I had them in my life when I did Mm -hmm. and it it kind of goes on or you have like the other folks where like it's it's almost it's the only part of the personality that they can accept um yeah it's like it's like that or it's like they want to press upon you the empathy and grief in which they have because when they notice that you're processing this thing, they want to then talk about how they process the thing or how, like, this almost, like, triggers them to then process, like, the, 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 opens the door again. And you're like, oh, okay, I'm really sorry that I made a post about my father passing away and that reminded you that your father passed away and now you're having a bad day. Well, like, I, I don't know how I'm. it's, like cool but shouldn't this technically be the day where i'm upset like i'm so good like i just sit there confused sometimes i'm like uh this is weird and i feel like a big synopsis is is that everybody processes it differently yes if you have somebody in your life who like a friend who's lost somebody yes the easiest thing to do is just ask what can i do for you and then just listen yep don't i i i remember being like i hate when people just assume like, if I say I'm fine, I'm fine, and I don't need anything, I will tell you when I need something. Yeah. Or if I show signs that I need something, then, but don't, don't try to make it, make yourself feel better because I'm going through a really tough time. A hundred percent. And grief is different. Grief is, like, everybody goes through different. There's, like, eight stages of grief, but everybody bounces between all of them, and that's okay. And, like, I'm, I've gone through the acceptance portion and a lot of people don't go through it for like five years Mm -hmm. and i know that one day like when i meet my future husband i look at him and i'm like hey so there's just just to let you know i'll be cruising down the aisle by myself um like i'm okay because i feel like a lot of people too it's like you say oh my dad's dead and it's immediately like "Eh, yeah or it's like Oh, I need to comfort them. No, like, I'm good. No, like, just be very, like, cautious about it. And, like, that's not saying that you need to be, like, tiptoeing around them and stuff. Like, if they're, like, if you don't hear from them and you're, like, hey, how are you? Most things when you're, like, you've accepted and somebody's, like, how are you processing that your dad died? And you're, like, Jesus Christ. Are you a therapist? And are you? So, like, if you had someone die or if you have somebody around you die, talk about it. Exactly. There's lots of different things that you can go to. There's um, different forms of like grief counseling if that's your journey and that's what you need. If you need a support group, those are there. 
Um, I think another big thing that I just want to like put out to the universe that if you are dealing with it yourself and you feel that you need help or if um, if you notice that someone's dealing with it and maybe you are worried, not that you're judging their grief, but that you are genuinely worried, um, obviously, please contact any medical professionals or anything at all. Or if you're listening to this and you're upset and you want to be able to talk to somebody and you're located in Canada, our government does have a number. It's called Wellness Together Canada. Um, it connects you with the mental health professionals. It's a one-on-one call. The number is one 888 6810 Or you can also text wellness, which is 686-868. Um, and you can text that. And that is mainly for those who are under the age of 18 because texting is just a lot easier. I mean, I freak out. I'm, I'm 36. I still freak out when people call me. Make sure that... Um, so those are the numbers for youth and for adults. It's one 585 0445 or text 741-741 for adults. So just remember that like not only does our government have resources, you have friends and you have family. And um, if you have benefits and stuff like that with work, do what works best for you. And if you just need to drive around with a friend in the middle of the summer blaring music, eating french fries and eating ice cream in order to help deal with it do it if you just need to sit and watch a show fine but if you know or if you think anything negatively about yourself or think about any form of harm at all please do contact a health professional also just a heads up google has now added that whenever you type something in that shows any sign of um suicidal ideation not suicidal, like suicidal thoughts, mm-hmm. anything like that. It does pop up with a number. There's lots of different forms of therapy now. If that's your jam, if that's not, totally understandable. But make sure during that time, if you're like, obviously, we all have dark times. Please recognize those and please don't judge people when they are going through those. Yes. Well, on that delightful note, um, we'll see you next episode. <laughs> oh my God, Sarah rips one. Um, and on that note, um, always stay warped and twisted as for and for wow, always stay warped and twisted as ever. Well, he will forever since that was his line. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs>